Good afternoon and welcome to Think Like a Man. Today is Monday, November 11th, 2019, and we're so glad that you've joined us today. First off, I would like to say Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. We don't enjoy the freedoms we have today without the sacrifice of men and women in this country willing to go to the front lines of wherever our Commander-in-Chief may send them to fight for this country and our freedoms. If you have ever wondered what a veteran really is, here it is in a nutshell. A veteran, whether active duty, discharged, retired, or reserved, is someone who, at one point in his or her life, wrote a blank check made payable to the United States of America for an amount of up to and including his or her life. So thank you to all who served before me, all who served with me, and all who will serve after me. It is what you it is what you all are and were willing to do and by the grace of God that makes this country, the United States of America, the greatest country on the face of the earth. From an undisclosed location deep in the Smoky Mountains of East Tennessee, Two hillbillies armed with nothing more than microphones, loud mouths, and quick wit have found their way onto the internet. Oh, my stars. Tune in weekly to discuss things like sports. We're here playing game six of the World Series, so we're going to fight. We're going to finish this thing. Politics. We did it once, and now we will do it again. And this time, we're going to finish the job. Current events. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Faith or any other topic that they have found interesting. It's drastically changed my life. Welcome to Think Like a Man with Daniel Loverton and Jeremy Sellers. Good afternoon again and welcome to Think Like a Man. Around here in East Tennessee today, we or this evening, we are preparing for what the uh, forecasters are calling an Arctic blast that's supposed to show up tonight. The Tennessee blizzard. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I know people north of us would probably laugh at uh, around here for what we call an Arctic blast, you know, but when it gets down into the teens for lows and tomorrow is not even supposed to be barely in the 30s for high, that's pretty freaking cold around here. All right, so I'm about to throw a little bit of useless information on the two of you to see if you, um, to see if you all uh, know where this came from. Do you remember the band called Three Dog Night? Yes. Joy to the world. Very good. Joy to the world. Um, the uh, There's a line in Joy to the world that said, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. So for probably the first 10 years of my life, whenever I was uh, introduced to somebody, that's what they sang to me. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. I was like, my name is Jeremy. Not <laughs> Jeremy's not short for Jeremiah. It's just freaking Jeremy. So here's the question. Do you know how Three Dog Night got their name? No. All right. It's relevant to what we're about to go through. So in Australia, the Aborigines out in the outback, they had a saying that when it got cold, they'd bring another dog in. So if it was going to be real cold, it'd be a Three Dog Night. Hmm. So you throw another dog under the sheet. So tomorrow night and the next night, it's going to be like a Three Dog Night around here. I don't have any dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't. There's a bunch at the pound, dude. They'd probably rent you. A not, yeah. 
probably rent you a few for the night. Well, it, you know, Facebook, they're always missing dogs. So yeah. I just claim three tonight. So and... if somebody's missing a dog, you might want to check out <laughs> yeah. Daniel's house in the next couple of nights. So we're rolling right along with this adventure, already up to episode number three, uh, with hopefully many, many more to, to, to follow. Just a quick reminder to everyone that you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Did you get YouTube up and running? YouTube's got a page. We got a page. Okay. So, Is it yeah. Think Like a Man? It's Think Like a Man. Okay. And so, then um, we just get we'll get some videos up there. Okay. Over the next week. Okay. So on on the on YouTube is now available too. Please help us get the word out about how great this podcast is. If you like what you hear, you're enjoying it. We ask that you please, please subscribe to the podcast on any of these avenues. Uh, if you can find time to tell somebody about us and encourage them to listen to us, we would greatly appreciate it. Share this around on your own personal uh, social media pages. Uh, all this helps us tremendously um, to, to grow what we're trying to grow. Like I said uh, last week, we... Our circle of influence is minimal compared to, you know, if everybody joins together and we have a, you know, everybody's contributing. Right. Uh, so uh, we can't thank you enough for um, the support that some have already given, just sharing it around, telling people about it. And uh, we, we really, really appreciate that. Uh, we'd also like to welcome anybody who may be watching us on Facebook Live right now. Hopefully, uh, you can hear everything good. Where this is a kind of a trial run, we're not 100% sure that uh, the audio is coming through, but we, we hope so. Uh, if this works and people enjoy it, this may be something that we do pretty often. Uh, if you like, I don't have a problem with it, and uh, it gives you a look into uh, the inner sanctum. You'll have to see the mistakes before anybody else. You'll see mistakes that aren't on the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, the stuff that uh, that we edit out before it, before it gets to you all. all. <clears throat> so the first thing, first order of business here, let's go over uh, our pick for last week. All right. Do you know how you did? I think I, I, think I gained my point back. <laughs> you did. All I, right. So Because you're a Florida hatred. Listen, yeah. and it, it runs deep, and... Uh, because I voted with my heart and not I'm, my I'm gonna, head. I'm going to hurt your feelings today when we get the picks. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Daniel went 7-0 and last week. I went 6-1 and because of my hatred for Florida. That's understandable. I just, yeah, I just wasn't going to pick him. Our guest picker, Andrew, actually didn't do too bad. He went 5-2. and two. That's good. Drew, you probably didn't hadn't listened to that show. So, the guys from Canada knows nothing about college football at all. So he based his picks off of our description of the mascots. That's pretty good. He still <laughs> yeah. went five and two. So he went five and two. So Alabama had a uh, three-legged elephant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had some yeah. problems. Fat yeah. elephant. You know, yeah. Georgia was a cross-eyed bulldog. You know, all kinds of stuff. That's pretty good. So uh, so as of right now, Daniel, uh, you and me are actually tied. Yeah, they'll change today. At 11, yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> At eleven and five, so we've got what three more weeks of this before we get to uh, bowl P- season. Till we and, start picking Tennessee's bowl game. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. I still think they, I still think they're going to run the table. <laughs> what, what's we that don't. We don't, Missouri owns us. He does have the, a point. Missouri has owned bad, us since they've joined the conference. Throwing the bad mojo out there. It is. You, you I gotta, can't even can't with get Derek past Dewey. it. 
Yeah, I mean, I will never, <laughs> I will never get past the day Derek Dooley's the coach. We had forty something seconds on the clock. The ball at the forty yard line. You had Derek Rogers, Justin Hunter, Tyler, or the quarterback. I forgot his name. Tyler oh, Bray. Yeah. And you played for overtime. Right. Yeah, that's pretty soft. I'm like. Yeah, do leave. Listen, he's nobody's ever going to yeah. accuse and him then of being the do? sharpest knife in the drawer. We lose in Missouri in overtime. I decided to go to a football game last year. Hey, I'm going to go to the Missouri game. <laughs> yeah, we lost by like 40 points. <laughs> so so just, maybe you're the bad luck. I'm telling you, it's killing me. Yeah. And I, it's Missouri. They're the Vanderbilt of the Big 12 when they come to the SEC. Right. And they've won, won, won the East twice since yeah. we have. Yeah. I, so, I feel you, dude. But I still think we're going to run the I can't table. stand them. I can't stand Missouri. I mean, that might be my new hatred. And we're going to – and we play them out there this year, which means uh, – It's going to be gonna really be cold. Freaking cold and probably raining. And, and what happened last year is Dooley beat us again. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, as, the, that, as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, moving on here, we've got a guest in the, in the studio today. Um, this man was drafted by the San Francisco Giants in the 23rd round uh, in 2007. He pitched for eight years. In the Giants system, including uh, one season at AAA, yep, uh, two in Double A, yep. Uh, he was with the Giants uh, in their organization, and we'll talk about this uh, when they won their three <laughs> World Series: 2010, 2012, and 2014. Uh, <clears throat> he played college collegiately at uh, UT, and then Chattanooga State. During his time at Chattanooga State, he was All Conference and All Tournament. Uh, he was, this is what blows my mind. So you get drafted as a pitcher, but when you go to UT, you're a catcher. Yeah. It's, uh, I have to give coach Dennis at Chad a lot of the credit. Nobody really ever thought, I mean, there was some here that thought I should get on a mound, but right. he saw, he didn't really give me a choice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, currently he is, um, the pitching coach back at his alma mater at Chattanooga State. We'd like to welcome Drew Bolin to the Think Like a Man podcast. Glad Thanks you're here, me. man. Thanks for having me. Glad you made the trip up. And uh, the first thing that, that came to mind when, I mean, because this is something that I will never experience in my life, but I think about it every time you watch this happen to somebody. I don't care what round you drafted in, okay, whether you're number one in the draft or you're number 700. First of all, you got freaking drafted. Okay. Yeah. So, so right there, you're in the less of one percent of most of the people. What in the world does it feel like to to know? Real, you just got drafted by a major league baseball team. To be honest, I I had it was it's the most when you see your name roll across the TV, it's a very good feeling. I had some mixed emotions. Right. So, leading up into the year, I kind of I broke some records pitching-wise, at Chattanooga State for career, and I did it in a single season. So I was getting told by scouts and everybody else, so you're going to be a top-five rounder, you're going to be a top-five rounder. So after eight weeks of hearing that, you've got in your head, I'm going to be a top-five rounder. So when all that comes out, you see all five rounds go through, you're a little disappointed. The Giants ended up taking me in the 23rd round. Uh, back then, now you only have a certain amount of time to be able to sign. Mm-hmm. Back then, I think you had until August 15th. And well, the draft is uh, June 9th, yeah. okay. I believe. So I was literally like I was moving back into my apartment at Chattanooga State to go back to school for another year. And I guess my 
cool story is the night Barry was going for the home run record. Okay. They called me. I was sitting at mom and dad's, and they were like, hey, we've got some good news. We're going to call you as soon as Barry gets done hitting. He could break the record. I'm like, all right, whatever. Sure enough, that at bat breaks the right. record. So it's 45 minutes before I get a phone call. <laughs> yeah. So my thing was is I was holding out for top five round money. I was like, well, I can go back to school. Right. I can do it all over again and show that I can repeat it again the next year and I'm going to end up getting my money. Or I can transfer back to Tennessee where I, you know, nothing against them. I came in not really knowing what to expect at Tennessee. I was there the full year, but didn't really – it was overwhelming to me. Was Delmonico still there? Delmonico the was still there. So it was just – you know, Jeff County, where I went to high school, is a big school, but it's nothing like going and sitting in a class of 300 people. Right. And you feel like you're lost. So it was overwhelming for me, baseball and school-wise. So that's why I left and went to chat. But I thought, well, all i got to do is go back to Tennessee. I'm throwing mid to upper 90s. Somebody's going to end up paying me pretty good money. Right. And it was literally the next day I was moving back down to chat, and the Giants called me like, all right, you got your money. Here's what we're going to offer you. And Really? Yeah, Dad made it real simple. It was either sign or I'll break your arm. You figure it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not, not much hesitation. No, no. They, they offered me pretty well and made it very feasible for me to be able to go do what I really wanted to. So when that happened, what's the next step at that point? <laughs> so they called me. It was like, you know, the three-hour time difference between here and California. They called me at like 9 o'clock here. And they were like, here's what we're going to offer you. Here's what we're going to do. And, of course, you know, it was enough that I said, yeah, like right then. Right. So they had already purchased a plane ticket. Knowing I was going to say yes, I left at 6 o'clock the next morning. Really? So I went from sitting at home at 9 o'clock thinking I was moving into Chattanooga the next day to completely repacking a bag to fly out to Arizona for to sign my contract. So that's where you went was Arizona? <laughs> yeah, I went out to the to the spring training complex there. Okay. Uh, the, Were you they the had, only one there? Or they, no, they no, no. They have an Arizona summer league that's for like young kids that are either just out of Latin America or they're coming over uh, college kids that have just gotten drafted. It's like rookie ball. Okay. Um. But I didn't. I didn't play any of that. My contract. I got drafted in 07. My contract technically didn't start till 08. Okay. So I played. I went out there for instructs in October, and I played through October, and then I came back out the next spring training. Okay. That's. Uh, so how old were you? I was 19. Dude. 19. <laughs> so you just signed a big league deal. Yeah. Leaving house for leaving the house for the first time. Oh yeah. So the difference between your leaving the house for the first time and my leaving the house was this. You get to go out, sign a sign a contract, <laughs> you're about to play professional baseball. I mean, we don't get, I don't even want to know what the money was. You're nineteen years old. Jeremy graduates high school at eighteen, has about forty five days. Jumps on a plane. I think I've been on a plane once in my life at that point. Flies me to San Antonio. And I feel like as soon as I step off that bus from the plane, from the airport to the Air Force Base, that I had walked straight into hell. So they are yeah, <laughs> two totally different yeah. spectrums here. I'm on base three minutes and getting reamed out for something that I literally to this day couldn't tell you why he was screaming at me. Because <laughs> he wanted to? Yeah, but pretty much, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that. I just I can't. I just can't imagine my experience. And I mean, I ain't got no lie to tell you, dude. That first night, 
I cried like a dang baby. Ready to come home. Re- oh yeah, yeah, like a baby, dude. And um, but you know, yours was different. I mean, you oh, go yeah. out there and it's yeah. I mean, they, I, I that so like like I said, then you had all this time, so it was kind of like who held out. So like I didn't realize it when I was flying in, but you know, I'm 19 years old. I'm I'm my head's wouldn't fit in this office. Oh yeah. And I'm getting on the plane, and I can tell. Like, baseball players, you can tell when you look at other baseball players, okay, that guy plays baseball. <laughs> right. I'm on the plane coming from well, – I fly from Knoxville to Charlotte and Charlotte to Arizona. And I'm like, I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, that's a that's a baseball player. That's a big right. dude. And I didn't really keep up with the draft or what all was going on through it and everything. I keep looking over, and I'm just like, my goodness, like that's a, that's a, that's a monster. So we get off the plane – I get picked up by like a shuttle. This dude gets on a limo. No. I'm like, gum. Like, I thought, you know, that dude must be a big leaguer. Like, right. that dude's getting the special treatment. Right. Like, I just got paid pretty well. I want to get on. I want to get right. on a limo. And I, I get off. We get to the complex. The same dude standing in our complex. I'm like, walking. I'm like, who is this guy? Right. Like, oh, it's Madison Bumgarner. Uh-huh. I'm like, who's Madison Bumgarner? <laughs> Like our first pick overall in the draft, I'm like that guy's forty. Like that guy's six five, two forty. His legs are bigger than my waist. Who? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And I was like, I thought it was like a big leaguer we traded for. I'm like, no, it's he's eighteen year old high school oh, kid, yeah. Madison Bumgarner. I'm like, oh my, what have I gotten into? Yeah. Like, how am I supposed? Like, I'm I'm six two, one hundred and ninety pounds. That guy's six five, two forty. He's a year younger than me. Right. How's this gonna work? Uh, I'd say that was an eye-opening experience. Yeah, yeah. So you go from, like, feeling like the big dog on campus, like they're treating you all nice, and then that dude gets a limo, and you're going to the same place. <laughs> Can't even share it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, bro. Yeah. Get, get up a brother of course, out. he didn't know who I was. I didn't know. But, to, like, today we're pretty good friends. So Are you? Yeah. Do you think he was looking at you? Because I'm like, that's a baseball player. No, he's probably thinking that was the guy who was going to refill his water cup. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the, uh, the jock strap washer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's... That's, uh, so when you get out there, you're, okay, so it was one of the things that I, I saw when I was kind of getting, you know, some of your backstory was you get, you went to two spring trainings, correct? Well, you go to spring training every year. Uh, but it, not everybody gets invited though, right? No, every, oh, everybody, does. Yeah, everybody gets okay. invited every year. So how is that? So at that point. <laughs> it's the most nerve wracking time of your life. Is it? Like you're sitting there in that locker. Are you starstruck? No, not really. Like, yeah. you're just, you're a part of it. Like, I, I, I won't say I wasn't a little bit. I mean, you see guys like Randy Johnson's walking around the locker room, and, you know, you've watched him since you're little, and right. you're like, wow. Every like, time I think about him, I think about him hitting the seagull and yeah. exploding it. But you're just or like, John Crook. Yeah. 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 Or John Crook, but he throws yeah. it behind Crook's head, and <laughs> Crook turns his helmet around backwards. I mean, like, it's, so, like, you know, you see guys like that walking around, but, like, for me, I felt like, well, I, I'm a part of them now. Like, right. there's people going to be looking up to me. Like, that's so I was. It never really got me, the starstruck wise. But like, my first year of spring training, most first year guys, you're not that worried about it. But by your second year, they're walking in every morning at 7:30 and grabbing 15 people a morning and telling them their baseball careers over. Uh-oh. So for like 40 days straight in spring training, you're sitting in that locker in the morning, just being like, "Crap, man!" Like, this, Are you looking this for be... the little red? Tag that's that's like what I was thinking. The major, major league. Like, I got, wish it were that easy. I wish they would put a red tag up. Just just, Serrano, I could know? walk in yeah, in the John morning Luke. and be like, "Oh, great! There's no red tag." But instead, I'm going to sit here for 45 minutes and wait for a coach to come in and be like, "Hey, <laughs> you your manager out. wants to you see you." You never brought the Joe Boo snake out. Oh yeah, on the locker with the paint. I wish that'd have been a lot easier. So, 
I, yeah, I, I mean, without ever, I've got no experience in this at all. You, you know, I mean, you just, to me, it's all assumed on how you would react. And I'm thinking it's got to be, it's got to be one of the most nerve wracking things. I mean, you're, you're in there with already proven guys that are just there warming up for the year. I'll be like, <coughs> honestly, the proven guys are the ones that are more nervous because like towards the end of my career, I was 27 years old. I'm sitting in a locker room with 200 other pitchers at spring training yeah. that are in the ages from 18 or if they're Latin, maybe 17 to 23. And when I was once throwing a hundred, that was okay. But now that my velocity's dropped to 95, mm-hmm. you're, it's more nervous. The longer you get, the longer is you're it? there, that's the more nerve wracking. Well, your physical ability is going down. They yeah. just catching up with you. Yeah. So, so, so then you're trying, but at that point you're just trying to be like, well, they know I can walk out there. Like these kids, they may throw a hundred, but they don't really know where it's going, or they don't know how to throw a secondary pitch. So right now, I'm having to live off. They know I'm going to walk out there every night, and this is what they're going to get. Right. So what was your secondary pitch? Um, I probably my slider. Um, like there was probably one of my best years. Um, I got minor league pitcher of the year with the Giants, uh, 2012, my second year after Tommy John, and I was. 95, 98, touch 99, but my slider was like 93, 94, and it was a big break-in slider. No so that was, that was probably my go-to. But, I mean, I think if you ask a lot of people, I didn't go to it unless I had to. I was a, uh, I was a closer, so I was that. Right. I, my my goal heat. was to come in and throw nine fastballs and see who was the bigger <laughs> right. man on go the field. The yeah, like I, we, I, was, I wasn't the big guy. Like most pitchers in, the, in pro ball, like I was little. Like I was six two, two hundred and twenty pounds, and I was I was a little guy. Right. Most of them are six four, six five, so I had I had to find other ways to be able to intimidate you. Right. So like I had the mohawk. I listened to the screamo music when I came out. Like I wanted you thinking, okay, this guy's throwing a hundred, and he might literally try to take my head off. <laughs> like we're not real sure. He could kill me. Yeah. If so and I had that throughout Double A for sure, because I was there for two years. Like I had the reputation of this guy don't play around. Like he's. You know, I'm sure my parents, if they're watching this, would not want me to tell us, but I started a fight in an opposing team's dugout <laughs> after, like, bases were loaded, no outs, on the road, 10th inning, and my emotions got the best of me. And after right. the inning was over, I, you know, I got the three guys out in a row, and I said, this is my game. If you want some, come get some. And they wanted to run their mouths but not really come get any, so I went to them. You went into the <laughs> Yeah, I got kicked out of the California League for the rest of the oh, year. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – it wasn't probably – you know, it's not something I – brag about but it was that was the reputation i had like it was right he's cutthroat he don't care um there was a article in a couple different magazines that was said you don't get in the box against him hoping to get a hit you get in the box just hoping to live like, <laughs> he's he's that type of but that's the only way i knew how like i had to get an edge on you somehow right. and that's how i got it's my edge mental at that point yeah like that was when when i hear those comments that went to me i went i already beat you right like, you've already lost like yep. i've won and, you know, there was times I called out certain people and I was like, this isn't going to end well, but I'm gonna, at least going to have to stand my ground. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, you don't have to go into the details of the conversation. You got kicked out of the California League. Yes. Did the GM of the Giants call you? Oh, yeah, they all showed up yeah, the I next morning before that. I flew out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they weren't, they weren't real tickled. Because um, <laughs> so. I had just gotten sent down on a rehab assignment. Mm. So it made it even worse. Um, oh, dude. And they had a bunch of prospects on that team that were <laughs> like – I'll say this, the best, like, Hunter Strickland was on that team, if y'all remember, the Bryce Harper thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody thinks that 
I won't call it a hatred, but that mentality against Harper started because Harper hit a home run off of him in the big leagues. Our pitching coach believed that young age kids should be taught how to respect the game at a young age. Well, he didn't think Harper respected the game. We hit Harper nine out of 11 at bats in double A. <laughs> so like that, that mentality towards Harper started like five years before that fight happened. Well, like mean, that wasn't new. We were on the same page. I think the Braves should have done nine out of 11 every time. Oh, they faced no. Oh, yeah. see, I mean, this I, is funny that you bring this up. I don't, I don't want to do it yet, but I've, I've got that down to, to talk about the unwritten uh, rules of baseball. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there in just a minute. Cause I got some thoughts on that too. But, um, so I, did you tell me one time that, that there was a time that you actually got called up to San Francisco? I was on the 40 man. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, uh, September. Yeah. Okay. So what's that like? Well, for me, it wasn't very, it was also the same year I blew out my elbow. Mm. Okay. So for me, it was kind of bittersweet, but right. So you're there, but you can't do anything. Yeah. Pretty much. So like, you sat in the bullpen and watched the game. No, I didn't even sit in the bullpen. Like I didn't. Like I pretty much went to San Francisco, had surgery, and left. Really? Yeah. Uh, so how many times have you had Tommy John? I've had it once. 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 Okay. Probably could use it again, but that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> is it as bad as everybody as they say it is? The, the surgery's not. The rehab and the surgery. It's just long. Is it? Like it's long. Like it was sixteen months from game mound to game mound. Like it's really? just. And for me, I'm not one of those people that's very good at sitting and watching. Right. So, like, for 16 months, you just have to sit there and watch everybody else get to play. <laughs> the, I mean, the worst part about it is you've got a red X against your name now. So, if right. you're not in the big leagues and you're not an established big leaguer, every spring training, they're going, well, there's he's already got one X. Right. So, mm. you're, you're already walking on thin ice as it is. Yeah. Not, not too many add, people are going to want to fork out big money. For no, it. and then when you mix in a – Dugout fight. Mentally stable, yeah. <laughs> you know, I probably had two strikes before I started most seasons, but now, now I'm just curious. Is that on YouTube anywhere? No, it, yeah. well, it used to be on. There used to be news articles and everything, and luckily for me, they've all been taken okay. down. I don't know why, but thank goodness oh, they have. I mean, it got. Like, but there was, like, it got real bad. Like at that point, they started trying. The league started trying to take advantage of it and everything. Like they said, I'd struck an umpire, which I never yeah. hit an umpire. Like. There was a bunch of, so I just, but it was great because like, and the Giants knew that I was this way, but so I got, I got sent home for 21 days after that happened. Like flew back into, I was in Jefferson County over here working for dad at an auction yard for 21 days. Most miserable time ever. (laughs) And I'm sitting there and they finally call me back and they're like, all right, here's the deal. You're going to come to Richmond. You're going to play here in Richmond. Um, but you have to go to anger management every Tuesday and Thursday. And I'm like, for what? Did you and say, what the F for? No, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go that far on them. So I, I went back and like, after the second visit, the guy that I was having to go to called him was like, this is, he has no business being here. Like he's a competitor. Right. Like I can tell, like he's mentally right. fine. Like he's not he's, like Albert Hainsworth no, in the locker no, room not, coming back out with the bat. No, I'm not going to stomp anybody's head or anything <laughs> like that. But so like the, the very next month I got reinstated, I was pitcher of the month in minor league baseball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of came back and put my stamp back on things that I'm still here. <laughs> and and I will throw at you. Yes, I still will. There's <laughs> no doubt about that one. Uh, no. The the starting pitchers had a little fun with me. So the first night I'm back, all the head guys are in town. Lee Smith, Dick Tidro, Fred Stanley, our minor league coordinator, Shane Turner, they're all in town. Well, I hadn't had enough time to pick my walkout song for whenever you're walking right. out to pitch. So Three Days Grace has a song called Riot, 
I start a riot. Mm-hmm. That was my walkout song <laughs> when I walked in. That's... Craig Westcott, one of my good friends, thought that would be funny. So, of course, all the head guys probably think I picked this oh, song. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And now like, I'm walking out to Let's anything. Start a Riot. Perfect. <laughs> Did you catch it walking out? Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I knew the song. Did that. So, what was your walkout song? I had a bunch. Like, I tried to make it fun for the fans. Like, I had the, what's that? Uh, I've Got the Power by Snap once. Right. Um, everybody dance now. Like I, I had fun right. when I was in Richmond. I had modern day uh, Bonnie and Clyde by Travis Tripp. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a long yeah. way to oh, Richmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that was good. yeah. So that was a good one up there. I mean, I had a. And then there was other times where I would have some like Rolling by Lent Biscuit, <laughs> just because you know I'm a big Undertaker <laughs> yeah. fan. Uh, yeah. the guy's a monster. Yeah, He's kind of goofy. Let's have fun with uh, it. Yeah, I'm with you. You ever do the Gong? No, oh, I didn't. Yeah. I did. We had a WWF night one night, and I did Goldberg's walkout song. Just uh, like, that's kind of Do you know I have a cousin that played football with him at Georgia? I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that man when he has a chance to hit me. No. Mm-hmm. That guy's enormous. Uh, just absolute beast. Well, that's like, I guess I was like in high school. And my uncle, I don't know, my uncle Rick, he'll kill me for telling this story. but So he's driving through Dandridge. And see, I went to school with Arista and Devin, and they were Kane's daughters. Yeah, and at the time Kane was in like a little Honda Civic. That's what he drove, and he cut Ricky off coming downtown in Dandridge. And Ricky was in his big Tundra, and he thought, "Well, I'm up." He whips over behind him, and Kane steps out of the thing. That's I'm, I'm like, that's awesome. Like you think like this little dude in this Honda Civic, I'm getting ready to whip him, okay. and it's Kane that steps out, and he's yeah. seven all right, foot three. All right, all right, so I've got a, I've got a funnier story than that with him that has to do with me. Man, scary. So, uh, Lisa and I weren't married yet so this has been over 20 years ago all right so i'd always heard that he lived in dandridge but i thought i'm calling bs on that you know what's this guy doing living in dandridge so we're at uh jeff what used to be jefferson building specialties over on the highway and the guy that uh owned it he on his way out the door one day he he says hey there's somebody's going to come by he's telling lisa he says somebody's coming by here to pay for this door um just take his check and everything so a couple of hours or so goes by, and I hear the doorbell chime, and I and, and I was the only guy there that was doing contractor sales, so I thought more than likely it's somebody coming to see me. So I come walking through the door, and I and he's he's standing there, biggest man I've ever seen in my freaking life. I mean, to the point where I'm like, I I got to quit staring. I mean, <laughs> it was that bad. My mouth is open. And so he, he pays Lisa, and they, st- they hang around in, the, uh, in there for a few minutes. They go, him and his wife go over there and look at some doors. And I'm just in awe of this guy. So I finally I thought, hey, you, I, I'm, I'm going to talk to him. You know, I, I'm going to. You just, have to. Yeah. And so I walk up to him, and I said, ask me, are they needing help looking? No, I said, we're fine. And I said, listen, man, I don't, uh, I don't see a lot of guys taller than me you know and i said hey i said how tall are you he said i'm six eight i said i said what do you weigh and he said 310 pounds and i said listen if you ever decide you want a career in professional wrestling i said i'll be your manager i said i need the mouth i said i got the mouth for it i just need you to back me up had no clue that the dude was who he was Never says a word. He doesn't. He doesn't smile. He doesn't say anything. They finish and they leave. Uh, later on that day, I'm still thinking about this, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! If that was Kane, I have absolutely stuck my foot in my mouth." So I go and grab the check, and I knew about where he was supposed to live at the time. 
uh-huh, that's the address on the check. I ran into his wife the next day for, for whatever they were doing. I had to go down there, and I, he was already gone. He was gone out to his next show. And he says, and I said, listen, I, I uh, kind of want to apologize for what I said to your husband yesterday. And she starts horse laughing. She said, dude, that was the funniest thing ever. She said, when we get back in the car, she said, Glenn just busted out laughing. I was like, I'm an idiot. I had no idea that that's who he was. He used to come eat with Arista in elementary school, like when I was in the second grade. You want to talk about being felt like you were going to get stepped on like a gnat <laughs> like when he sat down at lunch with beside of you and his knees were higher than your head? Yeah. That man's huge. Yeah, he yeah he's huge. So we, we touched on this just a second ago. Uh, hang on a minute before we do that. This is, this is something I wanted to ask you about. So they're, got, they're about to um, implement something this year. Uh, you know where this is going. They're about to implement something this year. Uh, I believe the only thing I've seen is they're going to try it in the minor leagues. So they're going to bring in the computerized strike zone. Not a fan. No, which for me, I think is the biggest load of bull crap ever. Like we've, we've all been part of guys that have pitched have all been part of not getting a pitch that should have been a strike and getting a pitch that should have not been a strike. Like part of baseball is the the human element. Yeah. Yeah. Like using, I saw the clip where the guy, they tried it in the Arizona Fall League this past year, and the guy got ejected for questioning balls and strike on a strike that bounced in the dirt. Like, <laughs> I would have got ejected too. Like, that would have not been a question. So like, where does it, where does the thing sit? How, how does it work? I, I, I have not done that much research into it. I, I, think it's I, don't the, I don't think it'll ever fly. Of course, I never said the pitch clock would ever fly either, and it is. Right. So. so here's here's my th- and Daniel, you can chime in on well, this. Well, can you not just fire Angel Hernandez? and That would, that would do a lot of it. That would just solve it all. Angel Hernandez, Ugh. C.B. Buckner, yeah. and Laz Diaz are three of the worst umpires ever. Hernandez is the worst. See, I could start on another one, but he's actually a friend of mine, so I'll leave Will alone for right now. <laughs> I mean, awful. When you, I mean. You remember the guy that threw out the three Blue Jays? The catcher, Stroman. And the coach, all within like three pitches. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's Will Little. He's from Elizabethan, Tennessee. He mm. played baseball at Milligan. Really? Oh, yeah. I know him well. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, here, here's, my, here's my first thought. I mean, there, I don't think there's anybody out there that would argue the fact that the quality of umpiring has gone down. Very much so. Gone down. So, is there – why can't they – instead of bringing in a computerized thing, what's wrong with getting quality umpires? I mean, is there a I'll say this, or something that they for can- an umpire, it's probably harder to make it, like, not because of people. It's probably harder to make it to the big leagues as an umpire just because of what they get paid in the minor leagues. To work their way up, is they get paid crap. Do they? Like, it's bad. Is it? Yeah. So, like, the, so there's not a lot of people wanting to do no. it? No. There's nothing enticing of, okay, there may be a chance, which minor league baseball players don't get paid crap, but there's – got to – better chance than the umpire does because right. you got guys like Joe West that's been around for 50 years and he ain't going nowhere. Right. Like, where's he going to go? Yeah. Like, and that's the problem. There's not enough turnover. There's not enough new guys getting into it. Well, the, these, the league is making millions upon millions. Just throw a little money down there, get some quality yeah. Because I, I don't want to I don't want to see the human element go. No. Even as mad so the next as thing I've it's going to happen, uh, there's going to be an error in a baseball game and well, they're going to call a redo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a Braves fan, we lived off of the '90s strike Pragmatics. zone. Pragmatics, oh yeah, strike zone. The so we got 
the benefit of a lot of that. But to me, there's just certain ones that you have to do something about. Like this Angel year, Hernandez. I don't know. If, yeah, Angel <laughs> Hernandez, exactly. Yeah. I think it was the playoffs this year. When you got Freddie Freeman, who never says anything, right? Side eyeing you yeah. as an umpire. <laughs> yeah, I'll say the wrong. playoffs this year were probably some of the worst umpired games mm-hmm. I saw. Yeah. Like there was pitches that were strikes that were called balls, and not just you miss one every. There was a lot of yeah, lot lot missed. Yeah. Like, I I'd be, like to see those grade sheets after all those games because there was a lot missed. What was it last year when Fulty had the no hitter and he struck the guy out in the ninth inning? You remember that? Yeah, and. Yeah. It called it a ball, yeah. and they lost a no hitter. Right, stuff like that's inexcusable. Right. Yeah, so, is there not is there not a well, somebody that governs them? I mean, do they, oh yeah. I mean, are they not? I mean, how do you not go to Angel Hernandez and go look, idiot? Yeah, you well, can't call well, I something think they, eight I inches think off they the do. The strike. problem is like until they start suspending him, and, it ain't gonna change. And, declare, and I think they tried that this past year. Yeah. I think they did suspend and he him. Sued for, him. Yeah, he sued he him. Sued for him. him. To clarify that, you miss umpires miss. But to me, and I'm, I'm not an umpire, so I'm not an expert, you're in the ninth inning of a no-hitter, it's a close call. That dude gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, Just give absolutely. It to me. That's like the, what was it, the Galarraga or whatever it was, the, uh, what oh, was the that pitcher's base? name yeah. at first base? Like, you got a perfect game going. I don't care if that dude beats you by a step at first base. You punch that you dude's give ticket. give it to him. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a perfect game, dude. Yeah. If, punch it's, that if it's in your mind too close to call, give it to the guy throwing oh, the game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because up to that point, look at what he's done to yeah. get to that point. Don't, don't jerk it away from him. I, umpires I'm not a fan of no I mean there's some good ones out there I don't want to they're not all crap but the the problem is it's like they keep putting the ones that are that bad in the situations that mean the most well, I mean call a spring training game who gives a crap about that yeah, exactly. you know but you're going to put CB Butner behind the plate in game 7 of the World Series give me a freaking what break. kills me is the way they get their feelings hurt like the center oh, fielder will say something about a pitch and they'll come hurt. out behind the catcher and be like you don't ever say nothing to I think it's like, bad in the big leagues go watch a minor league game Really? Well, my favorite minor you mentioned because you're not a you're not a big leaguer, right. so the umpires think you're all on level mm-hmm. playing fields. I'm like, all right, get out. Well, I mentioned the YouTube video. One of my favorite YouTube videos is the Braves. Uh, oh, the guy that has a meltdown. Wellman, Bob oh, Wellman, yeah. and his little uh, grenade yeah, picks. And, <laughs> and, that's a good listen, one. listen. I'm like, if you're it, get your money's worth, in my opinion, Rocket I mean, you're already done. I've seen I've seen some good ones. We had like football night, like little league football night one year in Double A, and Dave McNamara, one of a great coach. He teed up his helmet when he got ejected like a football and, like, field goal kicked that thing out in the center field and then went and gave everybody high fives. It was great. It's always expected Bobby Cox to throw punches. Yeah. yeah. I always thought he was that close. Like Lou he, Pinella. Like, yeah, I'd have been like, uh, big, big Lou's going to kill somebody at yeah. some point. Like, this yeah. is going to happen. Well, I don't blame I don't blame Dave Martinez for the meltdown he uh, had. Oh, no. I mean, I, I, they, I'd still be out there screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, how do you me, blow a call that bad? You can uh, blow calls over 162 games. When you get to the postseason, it ought to be. Yeah, you will be locked in. Yeah, and it better be tight. Especially with That's, everything they've got now, as far as the instant replay. Yeah. I mean, there should be no reason that you ever. That's one thing they need to speed up in all sports is instant replay. Ain't that oh, the yeah. truth? It kills me in football too. It's terrible. I watched one uh, college basketball game the other night that took like four and a half minutes. They're awful. They're four the and worst. a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Baseball's a long sport, huh? <laughs> yeah. well, I got to watch a four and a half minute commercial because there's a replay yeah. in basketball to see if a guy threw it at elbow. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. So, so you're you're gonna go on record as saying that uh, you don't think the computerized strikes? No, I'm make definitely it. not a fan of that. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm either. Well, my thing, my question would be: I understand how you put that in every major league stadium, 
How are you going to put that through every minor league stadium in America? That's going to cost some serious yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, there's so how about, many. How about we take that money and, and pay, pay a the real umpires mm-hmm. and get some good quality and then umpires? And you're going to pay somebody to run that at every game. I will game, say this. Right? I'll give the umpires a little bit of credit on balls and strikes. You got dudes throwing harder than they've ever thrown. Sure. You got dudes throwing nastier pitches than it's ever been thrown. I'll give you two or three a game. Oh, I know how I'd be. I would guess every one. Listen, I remember. I mean, but I mean, that's like was... good umpires that I've played and umpires that usually don't, they're going to pick out half of the plate that they're really going to zone in mm-hmm. and the other half they're going to guess. Well, if you guess, like, if you get the right two pitchers, they're going to throw to that spot that you're picking most of the time anyway that you're zoned mm-hmm. in on. You're really not going to miss that any. Right. The problem I have, and even still today as a coach, like Coach Dennis will probably kill me for saying I got ejected last year. But if your zone stays consistent, it's a low zone, and you're going to call it below the knees, right. I'm good with it. If it's a high zone and you're going to call it up and you're not going to call it down, I'm good with it. Right. When that zone travels every two innings, I got a problem. <laughs> yeah. When, that, when you're a gypsy behind home plate yeah. and your zone's yeah. just traveling, I got a problem. <laughs> right. like, you better stick to something that's consistent. You go back to Maddox. He got two inches off the plate every time. Yeah. It was consistent. I mean, I told the umpire that last year. The most consistent thing he had done all day was sucked. <laughs> His zone hadn't been consistent. So the only thing you've done is suck all day. Is that what got you the toss? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, when I got out of the Air Force and went to Florida for a little while, I had this bright idea that I'd join this semi-adult baseball league. I did the one in Knoxville. Really? Glorified Beer League. Yeah, I hadn't played baseball in 15 years at that point. Whatever reason, I ended up behind the plate. Yeah, and so the guy on the mound had a pretty good knuckle curveball. And I remember, I was like, they can freaking hit it, keep throwing it. Oh, you know? yeah. Well, the umpire actually says to me, he leans over my shoulder and he says, if I got a guess at it, it's going to be a ball every time. I'm like, what, what does that mean? I mean, if Wait, can what? you not see that just because you can't follow it that good doesn't mean it's a freaking ball? It's slow, too. Yeah, right. I see things coming at slow. 37 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's always been one of my favorite. Tim Wakefield. I used to love watching The knuckleball? Yeah, the knuckleball. That thing's disgusting. Yeah, this is crazy. So here's a question for you. Who have you struck out that we would know? Who's a big person that you can say, yep, I put him on I the I can bench. tell you this one. I know who probably one of the more famous person I gave up a bomb to. I think I gave up six of them in my career. My first outing in double A, I'm like, oh, this is easy. Like, first hitter, boom, boom, boom. Go sit down. Next hitter, boom, boom, boom. Go <laughs> sit down. Going. Next hitter, I'm like, God, this is that's come from a ball. This is this ain't no thing. You groove. Throw like a nine on mile an hour fastball that almost hit a lefty in his front knee, and he hit it 500 feet over the lot. Wow. And I was like, What? <laughs> Our catcher walked out to me. He's like, Hey, that's Colby Rasmus, number two hitter in all oh. of minor league baseball right now. We probably should have thrown him something different. Don't isn't that information I should get before? <laughs> right. He's pretty- like, Well, I just thought you were cruising. Well, I was, but you know, not anymore. That dude just hit one that cleared the lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of the. Uh- in Bull Durham when he kept shaking him oh, off. Oh, yeah. That's one of the best scenes he ever. That guy just hit the bull. Yeah. He says, like he knew what I was going to throw. He did. He yeah. did. <laughs> so, don't ever shake me off again. Yeah. No, I mean, strikeout was, I don't know. I mean, I, I got Manny one time in spring training. Manny Ramirez? Yeah, but he was easy. He just had to throw a strike. He could hit a ball. He just couldn't hit a strike. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, that'd be my – if I'm you, I'm – I'd be telling I'm, everybody. Yeah, yeah, all day long. I wouldn't tell them when either. I'd say, I struck out many Ramirez. Yeah. Nah. yeah. And it was uh, – we 
throughout spring training, we got to face a lot of guys. Like, even if you were at minor league camp, they're sending down big league guys every day. Right. So, like, one year, I guess it was when I was rehabbing, they have an extended spring training. So, it's after spring training. It's guys that haven't made a team. They stay there and throw. And it was after I had TJ, I was in an extended spring training, and Mike Cameron, I believe it was, just got popped for steroids. Yeah. And he was with the Brewers, so he was having to play his 50-game suspension and rookie and extended spring training because that doesn't count. Right. So he could keep staying in shape. So we got to face him a bunch. I watched him hit a ball. Really? Yeah, thank goodness it wasn't off me. That ball was. <laughs> okay, so that so that brings me to another thing that we, we touched on. I know you're going. I got a question All right. leading into that. Two questions, I guess. Who have you hit? Have you ever hit anybody? Oh, yeah, you... I drilled Puig in his side Puig? and told him to oh, get some. Yes, I, I, I love can't that. Stand, I'll I love say that. it on record. I've already said it to his face. I can't stand that. Now, dude. have you ever hit <laughs> anyone you were, like, you, you were like, oh, no, I can't believe I just hit this guy? No. Okay. No, if and I hit you, it was definitely on purpose. Listen. Statistically, <laughs> this, this, one more, that's what I was fixing to ask. Yeah. Statistically, when a, when a pitcher hits a batter, how often is it on purpose? I mean, I know you'll lose. I'll it say every this: now like and then. I was still part of the era where they actually taught you how to pitch. Now it's just about well, if you throw a hundred, just rear back and let it go. Okay. But I was even though I was throwing upper nineties, they were still teaching. Like they wanted me to be able to pitch mm-hmm. throwing upper nineties. Right. Now it's just grip it and rip it. Right. But so like now, I would say the percentages aren't that high of guys they actually want to hit. Right. Like most of them are just overthrown fastballs that run up and in. But yeah, no, yeah. Puig got drilled. That's I can stand that. Dude. I, me and, uh, that bat liquor. Yeah, dude. Like he. My wife. I, what would happened? Died. She'd be like, "Is that the bat liquor?" I said, "Yeah, that's the nastiest thing." I've See, I, I think I life. would tell people that I hit Puig before I told him I struck out Mason Ramirez. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I can't like. So I was like, "It was a, we had just he had just gotten brought over here, and we saw him in high A, and I was like, 60 million dollar man, welcome to America." So I was like, I'm going to introduce him with a fastball. <laughs> and, I, of course, I'm all juiced up. I'm like, I'm, my mind's running. I was like, I'm letting this sucker eat. Like, here we go. <laughs> and I rip the crap out of a fastball. And it's not even, like, close to his head. It's, like, from me to the <laughs> microphone. Oh, what? And he, like, falls down. He points his bat at me. No, 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 no. Oh, no. So he doesn't understand English. I can't really speak Spanish. We're in a dilemma here. You say El Fastball. No, I looked at our shortstop. I said, you can translate this or I'll take care of you when we get in the locker room. Tell me he ever points that bat again at me and it'll be lost inside of his body. <laughs> like, yes. don't ever. And so he was like, he first looked at me and I was like, you can either translate or we can take care of this when we get inside. So our shortstop translated it. Well, then, like, I threw two more pitches and then he kept staring at me. So I put one ninety nine like, that far from the top. And I, was, I wasn't kidding. I was ready to kill that dude. <laughs> And thank goodness our first baseman was built like the rock. When he started walking out, Ricky's like, you ain't getting to him. You ain't getting to him. At that point, do you step towards first base? Oh, no, I was still charging. Like, I was ready to go. Like, go. Yeah. I was prepared to take a butt whipping. So you were robbing Matura and Nola you were going to get Oh, yeah, like I was ready to. You're not like Ender who comes running in and then jumps behind McCann. If I'm hitting you and I'm telling you I want you to come out there, like, there's no backing up. Like, come on. Like, I'm prepared to take a butt whipping if you're ready to deliver one. Or it can go the other way. Let's figure it out. That's what I love about catchers, McCann. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he did that, he when he stopped uh, Gomez yeah. at the plate, yeah, that's my favorite. Like that's Ever. a catcher yeah. I want to throw to. And then, like that dude ain't letting nobody. Yeah, I was only thing he didn't do that I would have loved is knocked his head clean mm-hmm. off. And early this year, when um, they hit, you know, hit Marlins hit Acuna last yeah. year. Yeah, when they paid the Braves paid them uh, back, their catcher didn't move. No, he's that's like, that's like, you'll you see. See, that's kind of the question. So, if you go back and watch the Harper and 
uh, Strickland fight. Mm-hmm. Posey didn't really move. So I think that was one of two things. And I wasn't a part of the organization at that point, And I still talked to Hunter a little bit, but not as much. I'm not sure if Hunter said, don't you move because I want it all. Right. Or if that was Hunter going off on his own. And as a pitcher, you have to know if you're doing something the rest of the team's not ready for, you got to be ready to take care of it yourself. So if you're going to take somebody, if you're going to put one in on somebody, yeah. you let everybody know. Yeah, pretty Catcher much. Catcher knows, everybody yeah, knows. Everybody knows. It's coming. Like, I'm, Listen, if I'd have been Brian McCann, I'd have sent Gomez a text message about February. Oh, yeah. And said, you still haven't touched home plate. No. <laughs> no. And you're not going <laughs> you're to not either. Going to. No. Uh, so that was – That guy's such a punk. So that's what that, that – I've was, got about five in but, my repertoire that I don't know how many good pitches I have left in my <laughs> arm, but I would use them on those five. 100%. We uh, that was where I was going at this unwritten rule thing, and so see, so like this year when they when numb nuts hits Acuna last year in the middle, I think they should have hit him every at bat, and I think every other team should have hit him. Acuna? No, should have hit. Oh yeah, the yeah, pitcher. But, yeah. Oh, like okay. that's that's now. Do you go straight for the pitcher, or do you pick? Like I know a lot of times it's the oh best, no best guy up. in the National League. I'm going straight after his butt. Him every time. Yeah, <laughs> he might not pitch the rest of the year if I have my way. <laughs> So, so what made so what irritated me was, and I told Lisa when it happened, I said, "They won't start that guy again. We've got one more series with him. They will not start him again because of this." But I said, "This is what I love about baseball. We got a long memory." So I said, first series they've got with the Marlins this year, somebody's taking one in the ear hole, and and then. Uh, who was it? The Braves. He missed. Yeah. How oh, do you yeah. miss, dude? How do you miss? Six, eight inches behind him, and and the pitcher just smiles at him like that was your one shot and you blew it. I don't know why I could do this, but if you asked me to like hit the outside corner, I couldn't do it. But if you wanted me to hit somebody, I could pick out a rib and actually hit that rib. I don't know why if I just concentrated harder when I was getting so, to hit somebody or what. In but. baseball, does this hold true? I listened. I think it was Kurt Schilling one time. He was they were interviewing him, and he talked about being in batters and yeah. all everything. And he talked about how he waited, I think, two or three years because. There was a guy that had hit a home run and like showboated, mm-hmm. moved to another, moved to like the different league way, never seen him, got traded to his team, and he lit him up in batting practice. Oh, really? I mean, is that I true? Can, Do I you can hold those grudges? Like, you oh, know. yeah. You don't forget. You, like, there's still memory. I, I don't forget. Okay. Like, so, I don't. So you're pitching, and I'm the batter. Seventh inning, we're up eight nothing. And I just hit a 450 footer to center field. And I watch it. Are, are you are, are you going to get me the next time you see me? I'll probably hit the guy after you to send a message because he's going to be more pissed than you are. <laughs> you got to deal with the other guy. Yeah, then you're gonna then you're gonna have to get in the locker room and explain to why your teammate why you stood in the box and sat there and watched your 450 foot home run. The biggest one for me having a having a big lead and stealing bases late in games, yeah, or laying down bunts. You're getting drilled. What about laying down bunts and a no hitter? Oh, uh, that doesn't bother me. Bother you. I, I'm a pitcher. I've got to fill my position. Okay. Like that doesn't bother. You're giving me a free out if I just make a quality pitch and you bunt it. You're giving me a free out. I'm okay with that. Okay. See, I, I think that's just. See, I get mad. I See, do too. I, I it would depends on who's pitching too. Like if the, the Braves are getting no hit and Ozzy drops a bunt, I'm like yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody else. I'm See, like, that doesn't. That's part of baseball. Like right. that doesn't. But then when you start trying to pad your own stats, 
That's where I got like okay. So you're up, ha- you're up eleven and nothing, and you want to steal second base when you know we're really not even holding you on over there. It's the eighth inning. Yeah, dude at the plate's got a big worry right now because. So what do you do? So what about somebody like Acuna who was trying for forty forty, and but it wasn't coming to the end of the year. Yeah, and and uh, see that's a tough one for me. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, it's still. You can see both sides. Of yeah, it. now like guys sliding into second hard, they're you're, something's getting done. Yeah, like Odor lighting Batista. That's probably one of my favorite things. Oh my and gosh, he knocked his head. Oh, yeah. that was great. Yeah, one thing a Batista cannot do is fight. No, mm-hmm. he's terrible. At his it. head's a nice punching bag. Yes. Well, then like um, you know, you got the argument last year was was it Romuto was with the Marlins when they yeah. hit Acuna, and everybody's like hit hit Romuto, you know, hit him. And then I heard the argument made, I think it was like one of the Braves, whatever, that you wouldn't hit him because you're afraid they'd hit Freeman. And I'm sitting there thinking, Freeman's a big dude. Right. I mean. My thing like my thing is, is like, if the catcher would have come out like he expected the pitcher to hit Acuna, then okay, I'm probably taking out one of their star guys. But since the catcher didn't really come out and he actually checked on Acuna, that tells me the picture went rogue and just did right. it himself. And so that's that moment, who I'm taking out. Yeah. In that moment, he had that streak going, the home runs. Yep. I mean, it was, it was just, it was just, it ruined yeah. it. Yeah. It was just, it just, it's, it's so. And, and I love the fact that his first game in Miami, he oh, dents yeah. the wall with his home run. <laughs> yeah. He puts the ball into the wall, and I'm yeah. like, perfect. Yeah. He left his mark. Yeah. 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 I just, I don't, there, there's, I, I see a lot of these, um, I'm an old school guy, so I'm all for the you hit the batter. You you know I am all for it, and I see a lot of the, in these forums and sports forums these, when something happens and everybody gets to talking about it. You could hurt somebody. Oh my gosh! To yeah. see that, that's yeah, like, well, that's, that, that's, that's the point. Well, that's just like <laughs> yeah. you know, even into like football. And I understand, don't kill a guy right Come across the middle. Don't have the football. You hit a guy because you're going to stop him from scoring. Right. They put the pads on knowing someone is going to hit them. This targeting crap's getting out of control. It's awful. You don't know what's targeting. It's like 1997, I was a sixth grader in middle school, and I signed a piece of paper that said, this sport could cause serious injury or death. Like, I knew what I was getting into when I was 11. (laughs) I could get my head knocked off. I knew it. Yeah. Well, you knew they were going to throw really fast balls at you. I mean, like. they're hard. Right. Like, like, I just don't. But there's a whole group of generation, and they're the ones behind you. That think, oh, they got the participation trophies. That yeah. that you know, they, I, I, it just makes me sick. You know, this whole well, the guy ran up <laughs> the score. Coaching them now in college, listen, dude, that's miserable. Listen, they're running up the score, and people are crying about it. It's your job to stop them. I mean, get better. Well, I won't name names. There was a football game, high school football playoff game here, fifteen years ago. Well, Alcoa was the offensive team. They had 101 <laughs> points in a playoff game. And the, the opposing coach complained. It was in the paper. They're like, right. I can't believe they run up the score. He said, I have my third and fourth string running yeah. backs, and they're running up the middle. Right. Same play. All over you got to do is stack the box. Yeah. It ain't hard. Yeah, right. like I'm not – we're not tossing it. If you come into the box, we're still running up the middle. Right. Yeah, at some point you just got to stop it. So one of the yeah. funniest things I ever saw was everybody knows the rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Back when Bo Schembechler and Woody Hayes were there, I mean, they freaking hated each other. And I don't know, eight or nine years ago, ESPN was doing a – it was the sat- Saturday morning of that game. And for like two hours, it was nothing about Michigan State and Ohio State. <clears throat> and this guy was telling a story back one time when uh, when they were playing and those two coaches were there. The Michigan had uh, – 
just absolutely hammered Ohio State. I mean, it was like 49-3, to and they score again. Michigan scores again. Well, Schembechler lines up and goes for two. All right. So, <laughs> That's great. Yes. Yeah, so, I love it. in the press conference afterwards, the guy asked, he's like, Coach, y'all were up 56-3. to Why in the world did you line up and go for two? And he looked at me sick because I couldn't go for three. Yeah, I mean, mean, that's that's the well, that's our my favorite. I grew up during the era when Spurrier was at Florida. I remember many a times going, "Oh, this one ain't over." Yeah, oh, right. Spurrier in Georgia, in between the hedges, throws a flea flicker. Remember that? Throws Mm -hmm. a flea flicker in the fourth quarter. They're up by whatever. Right. They asked him after the game. They said, "Why are we throwing a flea flicker with like a minute and a half left in the game?" He said, nobody's ever put 55 on them in the hedges, and I did. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. I, um, I'm not here I, to win a contest. But there's a whole group of, of these kids coming up that think you ought to take it easy, and, and you shouldn't throw in a batter if he showboats you. And, and I'm not. I am old school, and I'm thinking, you showboat? See, my role always was, you hit a bomb off me, so be it. I should have made a better pitch. Right. You want to stand there and look at it? You better be walking while you're doing it. You got about three steps because by the time your feet leaves that dirt and hits that grass, your butt better be running. <laughs> if not, we got a problem. Do you, oh, you could read Freddie's mouth the night Gomez oh, yeah. did that when he ran it oh, first. Yeah. You could read exactly what mm-hmm. he said. See, like, and then uh, you got guys like, which I love Bregman. Kid can absolutely play for Houston. Right. Don't carry your bat to first base. Yeah. Like, and then Soto wants to turn around and do it all over mm-hmm. again. Like, that's going to start. It may have not happened this year. I guarantee you there's bad blood between that. Between sure. I don't know when it's going to happen, but right. there's going to be – and Bregman started it. Yeah. I, uh, just, like just you hit a bomb, stand there. There was time. The one that Rasmus hit off me, I turned around <laughs> to watch. Like, I didn't care if I was crushed. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have watched it too. Yeah. But, like, like – you hit it. It's not like I'm sitting out here and I'm striking you out and I'm showing you up every time. Right. Like, do what you need to do and then be right. on your way. Right. One of my favorite postseason videos was the American League where Houston beat the Yankees on the walk-off. The Yankees pitcher, did you catch that? Mm-mm. He gives it a bomb. I don't remember who hit it. The walk-off for Houston to win the series. He's smiling. It was Correa, it, wasn't it? Is he smiling because it's like, I can't believe that I just gave up that home run? Or Was that the one in Chapman Daltuve this year? Yeah, this yes, year. Chapman yes, yeah. too. Yeah, Chapman's yeah, yeah. just in there like Why wow, he threw a slider, I got still to this day, I'm like, you threw that dude a slider. You're throwing a hundred, <laughs> you're six seven, you're left handed. Why are you throwing a slider? That would be the question. I'd be calling reinventing the wheel, man. Like, come into it's my like office. You need to tell me why you're throwing this dude a slider. They're gonna catch him off guard. You know, he's yeah, not well, expecting this. Uh, guess what? He was expecting that. Off topic question. Slider, you said that was your second pitch? I know my answer. Who do you think has a, the nastiest best slider in baseball? The history of baseball. My history, I'll probably say that starts in the early 90s. So I'm There's not talking like. I'm a t- Jose Fernandez's slider. You weren't hitting it. I watched so much of it, I think maybe that's why I always thought John Smoltz. He had a good Smoltz's one. Smoltz's slider was just nasty. Yeah. Jose Fernandez, you go back and watch some of his pitches. I don't see anybody hit him. Mm. Looked like he was throwing a, a visible. Right. Like, it was there one minute and gone the next. Like, I mean, what do you do with it? You, also, you Kimbrell had a – Kimbrell's got a dirty slider. Mm-hmm. Like, when he was with the Braves, he would throw that 97 that looked like it rose six inches and then that slider behind it. 
That's what you're watching that's so much. I didn't, that's why I didn't want to be a catcher no more. Well, that ball looked like it was coming straight down the middle, then it's two, a foot off the plate. Right. I mean, it just yeah. slid right out. Yeah, I, was, I, I just love that. It, 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 it's no wonder that guys are doing the uh, – having to do the Tommy John stuff. I, when you watch the slow motion of the pitch, the torque – there's a kid right now that's uh, where's he from? Either Florida or Georgia. Six five, left-handed, thirteen years old, hit hundred and two. How life. at thirteen years old is that kid mature enough to be throwing hundred? Somebody better shut him down. Like, or he, he'll never get out of high school. Or the eighteen running around with thirteen year old uh, birth certificate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so is he from the Dominican I mean, or something? No, he's a like he looks baby faced. Does he? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's no chance to recruit that kid at a JUCO. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not going to college he's getting paid right out of high school yeah well dude this has been a lot of fun i've enjoyed it I, it's it's been good we're not done yet we're going to uh we're going to do the our next segment of the pick em section so uh daniel let's get started with that who do you think will win i think the fact it doesn't matter what you think get ready Let's be great. This huh? week's football Best picks are in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You still good. All right, so we're, we're going to stick to the uh, we're going to stick to the SEC. We're not going to we're not going to deviate from that. Um, so uh, we're going to start with uh, Bama. <laughs> this is <laughs> I laugh when I saw this. Somebody's taking a butt whipping this week. Oh, I'm sure. And it's, uh, you know, they're going to – so and I'm afraid it's going to be Mississippi State. Najee Harris will run for about 300 yards this week. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just – they're going to go off. 300's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bama and Mississippi State. Daniel. Bama. You got Bama? I don't – I've not looked it up, but I'm assuming the after-loss games for Alabama have no. not been pretty. No, I'd ever. say not. The bad thing is, the last they, two, they may put up a hundred. Mississippi State yeah. may be crying after this week. The, the, the last two times Bama's lost, it's been in the it's been at the end of the season. Right. Right? It's not been in the middle of the year. Right. Yeah. So this is uh, yeah, it's so been we a didn't while. See him again until fall. Yeah. Uh, Drew, well, I'm gonna guess you're going definitely with Bama. Bama. Well, Bama got beat by Utah real bad, and then Bama's went on the streak of killing everybody. So right. It is. All right. Here's going. But here's the game of the week in the SEC. Georgia and Auburn. Why are you grinning? You like you act like you got some no, secret I mean, information over there or something. I think, I think I might be wrong. I think it's possibility Georgia loses out, which puts Florida in the title game and that kills me. Uh, Georgia Georgia's not looked like Georgia. And I was telling somebody the other night that I think, you know, when we hired Jim Cheney away from Georgia, mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Oh, Georgia fans, we we didn't want him anyways." I think they miss him right now. You think hard? I mean, I think. Jay Fromm's not looked the same no. since he's been gone. And I've seen a stat one day that showed what Fromm did against South Carolina and what Cheney did with what he has at quarterback against South Carolina, and it's totally different. Yeah. But I want to go so Auburn. Georgia. No, I want to go Auburn because I think Auburn and A&M both could beat them. And I think A&M shows up with Mon on. So. It's in Auburn. And it's a rival game. I'm definitely taking Auburn. Yeah, I, 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 wanna, I think I'm going to go Auburn. Yeah, my mind was made. See, that's where you thought you were going to make up. Some no, difference. that's not where. That, oh, that's not it. No. All right, all right. I know where your loyal, loyalties lie. <laughs> well, listen. All right. So there's one thing it's about just being plumb stupid about it. You know, yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to lose this uh, this whole pick'em season because I refuse to pick Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's his only. That's his only way he's going to beat me is because I just won't pick Florida. I got you. All right, so I'm going to take Auburn. Drew's going to take Auburn. 
LSU and Ole Miss. LSU will kill everybody they play for the rest of the year. LSU's national title. Right. I don't think I don't care who they get in the playoffs. That offense is nasty. I think LSU destroys everybody from here on out. I don't think. Um, I think. That, I, I, I think they'll. I think they'll win out. I, I hated to see people still giving Alabama some credit for for Saturday. Listen, LSU was by far the better team that day. Yeah, we're trying to let it known after the game. I can't repeat anything you said. That's very true. <laughs> I heard he, that video he was pretty well, clear about his, yeah. his new house <laughs> in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, <laughs> he was pretty clear that they own it. You yeah, know, he was. Yeah. So, you, so you're going to take. You're going to take uh, LSU. Yeah, I'm a, I, th- I think it's somewhere in Baton Rouge, Red Bull has built a plant because half of it's going to Woodrow. That dude is just crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and they said he could drink like a case of practice. <laughs> so it just, yeah. He looks like his eyes were so red after that game. He looked like he was about half liquored up. He's you know, definitely you, been in the weight room. Mm-hmm. That dude looked huge. You, you know how people game. say that you know the players to run through a wall for him. Yeah, I think he run through the wall to open the hole. Right for them to walk yeah. through because yeah. he just he's, listen, dude. That is that that cat is a Bayou. It's the best coach they could have hired for that place. And and see, I'm kind of torn about the whole deal. Because I'm still a little bit pissed over the situation in Knoxville and what he did on his way out the door. Yes. You know, I wish that wasn't there because I, and I'll still, I'll still cheer for him, but he just, it put, left a bad taste. In oh, yeah. I do think it's cool how Kippen came out and said, Hey, we, we were wrong. Yeah. We, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But, but I mean, Orgeron's talking to kids about mm-hmm. not going to class and well, you got that bull crap. Everybody's mad now because it, and I'm sure Orgeron was behind it. You see after the game, the LSU players went to the, recruiting section where they got the recruits in the stadium. Oh, no. That's they, fantastic. They were, they were all like, you know, doing that this. That is you fantastic. Oh, no, I didn't see you that. You can't tell me Wardron wasn't like. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure he said something about taking their recruits, mm-hmm. taking their, yeah. There was a so there's a video explicitive. from one of the recruits' parents, I guess. Oh, and no. the, the players come right over there, you know, because they all keep them in one little yeah. area. And they're yeah. like, you know, you need to come, you know, come oh, here and I'll change man. your mind. So oh. I like it. Drew, who you got? What was the LSU um, and Ole Miss? Yeah, LSU. Come on, man! Somebody's got to take Ole Miss. I'd like. I don't to even know if Ole Miss fans are taking Ole Miss in that game. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Uh, of course, LSU could come out with the big head. And I think they're just gonna, I don't think it's going to happen. It either. ain't happening. They got, they're on so pumped see, up they, right I, now. He's see, here's what I think they'll realize is they are one. They're, they're not Bama. So they are one misstep away from that committee sending them back to number 15 in the yeah. oh, you, If you yeah. drop anything left, you're not going in. Right. Bama gets your spot. Even exactly. Beat them. They want them in there. Hmm. And so they realize we ain't Bama. We cannot let our foot I, up. I've seen like, a breakdown. You know, sports people, they want Bama there. This, the, the host and everybody broke I, down like where Bama's eight in the ranking, you know, in their mind, but how they're better than every team ahead of them. Did you see the tweets? From people in Tuscaloosa, Bama fans. Oh, they want to fire Saban. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Please do. We'll hire him. (laughs) Tennessee will hire him in a minute. I thought. We can't afford him. No, I thought Tennessee fans were bad. Mm -hmm. That was a freaking meltdown. Yeah, I don't don't get it. If you want to fire him, I'll be more than happy to take him over here. No joke. <laughs> no, joke. nothing against the guy we have now, but I'll take him in a heartbeat. Well, I say you put the guy defensive coordinator we got now and say, Saban, this is your sideline now. Do what you want to do. All right, South Carolina, Texas A&M. A&M. Yeah. South Carolina's awful. They're, They're bad. And then I seen today where the, the – well, it's, it's never guaranteed, but the, the administration of South Carolina, so much teams coming back next year. Huh? 
No way. But wow. I did read a thing where an offensive lineman on Twitter, he pretty much called out Muschamp. He said, you know, he played for him. He said it's injuries. He said it's injuries, and he said it's the coach's fault. Really? He said, and if you look at every – I didn't look, but he said if you look at every Muschamp team he's coached, they're injury prone. Butch had that problem. Somebody asked him on Twitter, you know, what, what's the deal or whatever. And one of the things he said, and I didn't know this, he goes, we'll finish a tough football game at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night, and they've got us in pads at 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Really? I thought, that's pretty stupid. Yeah, no joke. You know that? You know. Yeah, that's not, that's not a good idea. Um, oh, I skipped one. I, I totally skipped the Florida and Mizzou game. Because you're afraid. You don't know what, <laughs> no, you don't know what to do. I'm thinking I'm missing something here. All right, so Florida and Missouri. See, this bodes well for us. Missouri plays Georgia and Florida two weeks before we go out there. Yeah. They'll be beat up, dude. Mm. So, um, yes. yeah, I'm not letting you pull away, dude. It's Florida. I mean. Yeah, no question. Yeah. It's at Florida or at Missouri? It's at Missouri. I don't know. You take a bunch of guys out of the south and put them in snow, and they don't move as fast as they did when it was hot. So Daniel's gonna take Florida. <laughs> That's the truth. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I didn't like when it was cold, and I'm not even really from the south. You take a bunch of dudes out of Florida and put them in a snow pile. <laughs> they're gonna have so they're many done. layers on they won't be able to run. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna take Florida. Yeah. I'm still gonna take Florida. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm. Even when they're slow, they're probably. I'm still taking faster. Mizzou. Are you really? I'm gonna take Mizzou because if that quarterback, I want to know why. <laughs> I, want, I want an analysis of why Missouri is going to be Florida this week. Um, cold. What cold have you weather. seen? What have you seen this year in the Missouri season that says, "Man, they got a really good shot at beating Florida <laughs> Gators"? Pretty good weekend. though. Earlier in the Listen, year, weren't their offensive numbers yeah, like stupid? And when Kelly Bryant went down, if they, and he's still down. If they get that quarterback back, see what scares me is they they're not going to see Kelly Bryant. We're going to see Kelly Bryant the first time he comes back, and guess what? Missouri's going to beat us. Oh, man, that sucks. Because that, that's, that's just Tennessee's luck. I yeah. mean, and I know a lot of that's changing, but Missouri owns us, and they'll just happen to get Kelly Bryant back the week we play them. I'm still taking Mizzou. You and Dooley. I'm taking Derek Dooley and the fighting possums. There you go. All right. In the Who Gives a Crap Bowl, UK – and Vandy. I got Kentucky. Vandy's bad. Vandy, and that, that's that's crazy Vandy's to say so this. See, Derek Mason's fighting for his job. Vandy is about as bad as I've ever seen them, and I've seen some really bad Vanderbilt teams. Vandy's bad. That's awful. And and I'll, yeah. 56 to nothing last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kentucky beats them. So you mm-hmm. got Vandy. No, I got Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> All right. All right. It's in Vandy, though. I don't care. Have you, the, the quarterback don't even have to throw it for Kentucky against Vandy. He can run it the whole time. You know he's a receiver. Does, yeah. Does Vanderbilt have a big home field advantage like, out there? I, I, here's my thing. I don't think we're that much – as Tennessee, I don't think we're that much better than Vandy. But I think we can beat the brakes off of Vandy. Yeah. And Kentucky almost beat us. That's right, why I'm right, saying Kentucky right. beats them. All right. All right, boys. Uh, can I ask a question? Yeah. Neon Dion to Florida State. Prime time. Recruiting wise, that's a genius. Because who you, if you're a skill player in the state of Florida, are you going Dan Mullen or are you going Neon Dion? Since I'm outside looking in, I want to see it because I want to see the experiment. (laughs) I want to see if it works or not. How close are they to to that happen? I don't think it happens. I don't think you know he's coaching his high school. His kids. I don't think it ever happens. I think 
Now, now, what if they brought him in? What if they brought him in strictly as um, the recruiter that's going to get See, the players there? But he's really the, not coaching. Give him the head coach title. Let him be the motivator. <laughs> let him be the trash right. talker. Let him meet with the media. Let him do all of his prime time, and then hire good defensive coordinators mm-hmm. around him, and they're going to win. I, I want to see it because. I've seen people say, well, the Tennessee should have took T. Martin. T. Martin here is not Deion Sanders at Florida no, State. No, not I mean, even that's close. That's just totally different. Yeah. T. Martin wasn't going to come in and bring the uh-huh. fire that Deion Sanders is going to bring. I want to see it. And I want to see the, the post The closest game. thing to Deion Sanders in Knoxville is Peyton Manning, right. and there's a better chance of a pig flying outside. I, I, I want to see the pregame speeches. Oh, my God. I want to, I want to see the postgame press conferences. I mean, I want to see all I of I want to see him so. go back to being called primetime. Yeah. I want to see him dressed with a gold chain so while he's coaching. You know, co- my question is, who does he helicopter. go get for his coordinators? Was he going to have like work done as his offensive coordinator <laughs> or run the ball 90 times a game? <laughs> yeah. um, and speaking of coaches, have you seen the list of Ar- Arkansas? I thought we were the dumpster fire of the oh, SEC. Lord. No, Arkansas, Arkansas has decided cool. to say, hey, we, we're worse. Right. South Carolina might be up there and as well. South Carolina's there. We've, we've edged up. Like I've seen rankings of the SEC right now. We're six. There's actually that many teams worse than us right now. That's amazing. <laughs> I've seen a list of the top five prospects of taking the Arkansas job. Mike Leach is one of them, which I I'm just know. thankful we don't play them every year. We not. won't hear, hardly ever see them because even with Mike Leach, aren't going to win the West a lot. Right. Bobby Petrino's at 18 to 1 odds of getting that job. He was already there once. That's how bad it is. Oh they're yeah, looking he at did Bobby. pretty good there. He just he did. got in some trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would assume they'll give him a contract. That's what I'm say, saying. They'll give him a contract. No motorcycles. No, <laughs> you know, it's, no hoes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. You you're know, not, you're not allowed to watch the volleyball team play. <laughs> right, you're done. But how bad is it when your list has? I think there was two former coaches on there, but Petrino was one of them. Was it a legit list? It was like Les Miles trying to get back into the SEC again. That'd be crazy. Oh, now I wouldn't care to see that. I like Les Miles. I mean, I'd see, that, well, Les Miles would be at one point. I'd be like, "Oh, this is stupid." They just got rid of a dude that wins ten games a year, pretty for much. For one every that year. can't talk. For one that can't talk. Now, granted, this year he's having a great year, but still, we haven't been back since former. We haven't. Right. I mean, we did it. Y'all fired Les Miles. Y'all just got lucky with Orgeron. <laughs> he fits in down there in that place. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my. That's what I keep going back to. Like I retired in 2015 with the Giants. They haven't been back to the World Series. I keep waiting for my phone call. Yeah, buttheads won't Get call Get a call, man. I don't even have to pitch. Just put me in the organization as like a video watcher, and you'll go at. <laughs> All right, dude. Hey, it was a blast. Heck yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm glad that you came. Uh, we may do this again. Heck yeah. And um, so, thank you to everybody that's uh, joined us today uh, on Facebook and uh, elsewhere. We are uh, out of here for the night, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to Think Like a Man. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. And we'll see you next time.